I'm your host, Vic Choksi, and this is Victory Lab. The premise behind Victory Lap is simple. It's to have on luminaries from the sports, entertainment, and media worlds to talk about their journey, and most notably, one victory that helped them reach their goal. On today's episode, I speak with Alex Onindie. Alex is co-founder and CEO of Distinction Agency, which is a sports and influencer marketing agency that connects brands to athletes and influencers worldwide. Alex, welcome to the show. Uh, excited to join you, Vic. Appreciate it. To start, what pushed you towards working in sports and studying sports in college? Man, that's a, that's a great question. So for me, you know, I grew up as an athlete and, you know, played basketball throughout my life and, and other sports as well. Um, but basketball was really my passion. And playing through high school, I think by junior to senior year, realized it wasn't going to go much further than that. So I was thinking, you know, how can I do something related to the sports industry and kind of doing research on that, you know, narrowed down some schools that I wanted to go to that offered a sport management program. And so I went to Florida State University in Tallahassee uh, and studied sports management there. Uh, It was a really great experience, I think, not only for what I learned, you know, in the classroom, but I think more importantly, you know, the athletics program they have there, the love of sports, you know, really just everything that's going on there uh, was great. And even just the networking with other people interested in the industry, other athletes, you know, it was just great to be in that environment. Uh, It helped that when I was in school, our football team was winning a lot of games. Uh, We won a (laughs) national championship my senior year. And so it was just, it was a great atmosphere and a great place to learn. And, you know, it was very hands-on and I was fortunate. My first internship I ever got uh, in Tallahassee was with a boutique PR firm that was focused on helping brands um, in the sports industry, as well as helping uh, media trained, mostly college athletes, um, some pro as well. And so it was really great just to kind of see what goes into communications in the sports industry. So I really enjoyed that. Um, and then from there, you know, had a couple opportunities that were not sports related, even as I graduated. You know, my first job wasn't in the sports industry. My second job wasn't in the sports industry. Uh, and I think the key learning for me was you know, no path is linear. You really have to learn along the way and take away things that can ultimately set you, set you up for what you want to do in the future. Um, So I was fortunate uh, when I moved to Miami about five years ago now uh, to land at an agency that was pretty small at the time that was working with a lot of innovative consumer brands. um, And some of those had athletes as brand ambassadors. That was really my first, you know, approach to, you know, looking at marketing and PR strategy for brands and how they leverage talent, leverage athletes um, to gain interviews. At the time, social media was always also really becoming a big thing. Uh, I was fortunate, you know, to be kind of given, you know, a lot of hands-on learning experiences for brands uh, and individuals in social media, you know, and realizing the power of connection, you know, that you could have with it. Uh, It's just fortunate, you know, at the time, a lot of the older executives weren't too interested in social. And so that worked to my benefit as well. And so all those experiences, you know, I was realizing, I'm really passionate about talent and how they can work with brands and and marketing campaigns. So that was kind of what was shaping that. Uh, And at the same time, influencer marketing was also becoming a thing. And it was something I was interested in. And at the time, you know, where I was working, there wasn't positions dedicated to influencer marketing. It just kind of, you know, that was something else the PR team did. Um, But no one really knew where to put it, how big it was going to become. So I was working a lot you know, at looking at different influencers, 
reaching out to them, negotiating with them, figuring out what the deliverables would be, how they'd work with a brand and realized there was a big opportunity, you know, to work with those type of individuals as well. Uh, so all those experiences uh, led to my business partner and I starting Distinction Agency two years ago. And, you know, it's just been a great journey thus far. And I love how you said it. it's not always linear and just all the experiences you had made you get to where you are today, right? And that's, I think, a really important thing for a lot of listeners out there that I feel like everyone always just sees people's best on social media. You know, there's a long journey, long struggle along the way, right? And, you know, going back to you and your partner starting the agency, you know, when did you know you had something and how did you go from the ideation phase to an actual business? You know, initially we saw the marketplace, right? And I think, you know, looking at it from the two lenses that our agency represents athletes and we also represent influencers on the marketing side. You know, on the athlete side, you know, one of the things I'd heard from other athletes and really I'd noticed, you know, in different stops and even just following people on social media is, you know, the marquee superstar athletes are working with a lot of brands, doing a lot of collaborations. But if you kind of go past that, right, and don't look at the biggest names in sports, but people who are starting NFL players, Olympic medalists, WNBA players, what you're finding is they're underrepresented in marketing. There's so many opportunities for them that haven't been secured yet. Uh, So that was kind of one area where we saw, all right, there's a lot of work we can do here. A lot of times brands we talk to don't realize they can afford working with a professional athlete. They hear the words partnership with an athlete and immediately think six figures, commercial, the whole thing. And they don't realize, you know, everything's customizable um, on that aspect. And then on the influencer side, you know, we were doing a little bit of research and there wasn't many influencer marketing agencies at the time. There really wasn't. I think the last two years, we've seen a lot of them come on. So we're definitely not the only ones who had that mindset. Uh, But at the time when we were really getting started, there wasn't many. And so for us, it was really you know, nice as we started reaching out and talking to influencers that there was a need for this service. So I think right. on both both sides of the coin, you know, it was pretty well received. We were able to, you know, bring on a few influencers and a few athletes as our starting point and really build from there. Um, but, you know, I think getting that validation of hearing it from the actual athlete or influencer, like, yeah, I need this. That was really crucial for us. What makes you guys stick out a little bit? You know, what, what's the value add you guys provide? Is it just the relationships you have or you've been in the game a little bit longer? Just kind of open-ended one to throw it out there for you. Yeah, so I think one thing that, you know, makes us different is there isn't a lot that have kind of the hybrid of the athletes and the influencers. Um, so we're able to do a lot of cross-marketing. You know, we're able to start a relationship with a brand in the hospitality industry and give them a travel influencer and then build on that relationship by having them work with an athlete. Um, So that's something I think that makes us unique. Also, our team is really young. um, And with that, it has a lot of good things and bad things. But for the most part, it's all pros because, you know, we're very social savvy. Um, We're always looking at different ways of doing things. A lot of our collaborations have come through being active on social media, getting referrals, you know, things that you know, I think a lot of older old school agencies might not be thinking about, you know, we've been able to take advantage of. So I think our youth has helped us in a lot of ways. Uh, And we can relate to the clients we're working with. You know, a lot of our athletes or influencers are right around the same age as my business partner and I, and we're into the same things. We're watching the same things on TV and consuming the same type of music. And like all those things help because this is a relationship business that I think has also worked in our favor is just being able to relate to our clientele and, and understand them, uh, which is important in this space. 
let's talk about some roadblocks. You know, we're, what are some roadblocks you guys face when first forming the agency? And, and we'll get to COVID, of course, for this year, but just in general, when you guys were putting this all together. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of roadblocks as a first-time business owner. Little things like how are we going to do our accounting, who's going <laughs> to yeah. look over our, our legal and our contracts. Uh, all, the, all those things are difficult for a first-time business get, owner. Get a good I, lawyer, get a good accountant. That's probably <laughs> the best advice I've ever gotten from anybody. Exactly. It's an important investment. And so those are the obvious kind of roadblocks that initially come up. But then I think it's also, you know, looking at a business plan, right? You make a business plan in the beginning, you make tweaks to it. But as you go, the market forces you to evolve and the brands you're working with force you to evolve. And I think that's something that in hindsight is you have to be ready to pivot at any time. I think we've done a pretty good job of it. But a lot of people think you just make this master plan and stick to it and it works. It's not it at all. I mean, there's a lot of different roadblocks and challenges that come your way. And it's, it's how do you deal with it? And also, how do you find opportunity? Uh, something that really helped us, I think, early on, and you know, we're kind of missing that right now. I wish we could be doing more of it is in-person networking, traveling, going to conferences, events. Sure. Yeah, there wasn't many, many conferences that we weren't attending or, you know, I kind of lived on a plane for about a year there or so. Uh, and so that really helped us as well, just trying to get our name out there and meet as many people because you have relationships from working at past agencies and companies, but when it's your own, it's a whole nother, you know, challenge. And I think the, the final roadblock that sticks out to me is in the beginning, when you're reaching out to brands, they all want to see case studies, right? Sure. And you can always talk about your successes you had with previous clients before the agency, but when you're three months old, six months old, you, know, you really got to get them to trust you and, and believe that you can back up what you're saying you can do, um, even though you might not have much work to show. Of course, you know, to your point a little bit, let's transition to today's landscape and in, in COVID, right? The virus has affected literally everyone and everything, every industry, especially sports, right? You know, how has it affected you guys as a company? Yeah. So, I mean, I think every, like you said, every company has been impacted. I think on the sports side, you know, obviously with all sports being stopped, it, it was tough. You know, I think we work with several, you know, Olympic athletes. That was a big thing to kind of overcome there was, you know, we were having a lot of conversations in January, February, March about activating this summer in Tokyo. Um, now that's all kind of on hold. We're hoping it happens next year. But so those conversations kind of rolled over. Uh, you know, we've done some work in the hospitality industry. You know, a lot of those companies had to lay off or furlough their marketing departments. And so, you know, people we worked with and had built relationships with, you know, kind of disappeared. So, that was a challenge, but I think ultimately we've been fortunate that we can work remotely. You know, our whole team has been remote since this happened. And it's, you know, luckily with technologies like Zoom and we use Slack and email and calls and texts, I mean, we're able to function on that side. So I'm really thankful for that. And ultimately, I think it's going to make us better. You know, I think it's, it's forced, you know, myself to look at how can I be a better communicator digitally, right? Because it's, it's really easy to meet somebody and have a good conversation and be able to read them. Sure. But when you're doing it digitally, it's a lot more challenging, uh, in my opinion. So, you know, there's definitely been some impacts, but I think we'll come out of this better. And I think we've also had to look at different opportunities, maybe different types of companies to prospect and try to work with, uh, which ultimately I think will work in our favor in the long run. You guys are a little bit younger, tech savvy, and, and a little bit smaller, and that also helps you be to pivot quickly and change your strategies up a little bit, especially during times like this, right? You know, the big 
companies that have been around a, a long time that are massive also have a lot of red tape and it takes a lot of time to shift gears a little bit. And it's nice that you guys are able to, you know, like you said, shift gears and also change your strategies a little bit when times get tough like this year, right? So, you know, sticking with sports a little bit again, you know, with it coming back, the NBA, NHL, are, are you sensing a little bit of normalcy in the industry and within your company or are you guys starting to shift your focus a little bit to 2021 as a whole? We're seeing companies getting back to normal, right? I think they've started to accept that we could be in this for a lot longer. And so you can't hold your ad dollars forever. Uh, so you have to try to look at what's going to work. I think with the holiday season coming up as well for consumer product companies, you know, that's a great opportunity. And we're having a lot of discussions around that. And um, with sports coming back, obviously that helps us. I think that's, that's a no-brainer on our side. We want sports to be playing it makes brands more interested in activating uh, with athletes. And so, you know, that's exciting for us. But yeah, I think, you know, it would also be naive, I think, not to be thinking 2021 already and what, what yeah. we can do, you know, to really come back and, and make some great partnerships and do some great work. So I think things are getting much better. I mean, look, just turn on the TV. you got sports on all day. So that's great. Places are starting to reopen, uh, whether it's restaurants, hotels, et cetera. So I think we're going to get there, but it's just, it's a process. You know, let's mm -hmm. talk about the MLB and NFL real quick. Do you think MLB finishes the season? Do you think football comes back and college sports? Do you think that comes back? So I'm more plugged into the NFL than I am the MLB. Uh, I'll say what's happened with MLB is really unfortunate. I think they kind of set themselves up for failure. I think there's been a little bit of a lack of leadership from top down, uh, throughout this off season and leading up to the season. I hope they can finish the season, but I would say at this point with the Cardinals and the Marlins and all these teams with, with so many outbreaks, I'm not positive that's going to happen. I think with football, you know, they've had more time than anybody to really think about it, especially, you know, in the NFL, you know, they're doing a lot of great things right now in training camp to keep everybody healthy. So far I'm hearing all good things there. Uh, they've been really taking advantage of Zoom. A lot of their meetings have been virtual. Uh, players have been staying in hotels and quarantining during training camps. So all good signs right now. I think there won't be fans in the stands. Hopefully, you know, the NFL can, can go forward. I think, you know, America really wants that to happen. Um, with college athletes, the problem with college football we're seeing now is there's no uniform policy, you know. The ACC is doing one thing. The SEC is doing another. The Pac-12 is doing another. And that's a problem to me. Uh, and I also don't really understand, you know, being a Florida State fan and knowing the ACC, I don't understand, you know, going to this conference-only schedule, how my team can travel to Notre Dame and Boston College, but we can't play down the ro road against the Gators in Gainesville, which is a bus ride. Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, I mean, a lot of stuff doesn't make a lot of sense nowadays. I feel like, no, but those, those are great answers, man. The big thing about college to me is just, I think the NFL is just too big to fail, right? Too big to stop. So at the end of the day, they're going to make it happen. You know, whatever happens, happens. But like college sports, the kids are not getting paid. A lot of schools are making a lot of these families sign waiver forms that if they get sick, it's on them. You know, that's the one that I'm most skeptical about just because they're not pros, right? They're just kids and families. And like you said, there's so many different rules and associations and every league's doing their own thing. So I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. It's kind of wait and see. I think, you know, we just got to kind of keep an open mind and stay flexible and 
hope for the best and do our part. Right. So, you know, going back to your journey, you know, looking back on your whole road, is there one victory, small or large throughout your journey that you can look back on and, you know, really say like, Hey, this propelled me to get to where I am today. To me, the one that stands out the most, uh, and this is both on the athlete side and the influencer side is getting that first. Yes. You know, getting somebody to say, yes, you can represent me on the marketing side. You can go try to secure deals for me. Like to me, that is such a win because from there, it's like, all right, somebody trusts me to do this. It, it kind of reinforces that belief. And then once you're able to go do that, it's a lot easier to bring on, you know, new individuals. So I think that's the biggest thing that stands out, but there are, there are so many. I mean, I think even a huge victory for me was starting the company and walking away from my previous job. You know, you don't just start a company and make more money than you were before. It's the opposite. (laughs) So, you know, doing that, I think also is a a big win. You know, so before we wrap up, I always like to do a little fun rapid fire Q and a P I'm a big pizza guy. So I always like to ask all of my guests like better pizza, Chicago or New York, New York. All right. All right. I'm from, I'm biased cause I'm from Chicago. Right. Um, but I, I know you are <laughs> so, uh, favorite athlete growing up. I was a huge Orlando magic fan. Uh, so I would say Tracy McGrady and then that right. led to Dw- Dwight Howard as well. And then they both left us. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we won't go there. Uh, but a- a- any piece of advice to someone trying to break into the sports industry or that is an entrepreneur, you know, any, anything you can kind of give a quick piece of advice for. Yeah. So with the sports industry specifically, I think you always have to be networking and you have to be ready for a lot of no's. Um, you know, it's very tough to break in. It's even tougher to, to climb up and, and get where you want to go. Uh, so I think just being able to be resilient, realize it's not going to happen overnight uh, and be willing to put in that sweat equity that really helps. That's great. And last question I'll, I'll leave you with just looking back on everything. What's the coolest sporting event that you have ever been to, whether it's due to work, outside of work, like you said, FSU was amazing when you were in college, right? Just looking back on any, any fond memory you have. Yeah. So as a fan, it would definitely be the, uh, the Rose Bowl, the national championship. It was Florida State Auburn. Uh, went out to Pasadena. That was the first time I'd ever seen a game there. Um, and it's just unbelievable how the sun sets over those mountains and just that setting. Uh, it was an awesome day. And, you know, we won on a last second touchdown to win the national championship. So it's going to be tough to beat for me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that game, man, just as a fan. Yeah. And it was amazing. So, you know, that's all I had for today, Alex. Thank you so much for your time. It was a blast hearing about your story. You know, before we sign off, please let the listeners know where they can check you guys out or, you know, check out your company's work. Definitely. Uh, so you can check us out on distinctionagency.com uh, and Distinction Agency on our social platforms. Uh, and then my personal social media is just my first and last name. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again. Stay safe and uh, I hope we keep in touch and hopefully we can meet up after all this stuff is over. But For sure. I look forward to uh, some Chicago pizza. <laughs> For sure. Thanks again, Alex. <laughs> all right. Take care, Vic. My thanks again to Alex for joining me today. If you are an athlete or an influencer, definitely check out Distinction Agency. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to give us a like or a follow and definitely share the word with your friends. Last but not least, you can follow my work at DocSquad33 on Twitter or VicChoxy33 on Instagram. Thank you again for listening. I'll see you next time on Victory Lab.